This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Susie Schuster. I sense There's what? one thing she's not. Uh huh. She ain't Beyonce. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. When I see Brock Purdy, man, I just see a baby faced kid. I think he's fearless. Today's guests NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, Pro Football Hall of Famer Marshall Fox, Roku's The Cupcake Guys, Michael Griffin, Brian Arakpo, and Brian Heinsohn. And now, sitting in for Rich. She a Beyonce. It's Susie Schuster. Hey, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eyes. And he is on assignment, as we like to say in the business, on assignment today. So here I am. By the way, came with donuts. <laughs> Didn't come today with the usual. I don't boo. have the usual. There's no champagne today. Oh, boo. There's no orange juice. There is Postmates, but I bring Hold on, Chris Brockman. I'm just Hi, kidding. Hi, Chris I'm just Brockman. Kidding. How are hey, you? Hey, Suze, what's happening? No, no, the, the cupcake, we, the, the donuts, we've already had three each. That's nice. Sidecar uh, donuts we're, we're from ready, Manhattan Beach, I want you a, all to know. Uh, Sugar coma, about hour two. Right. So we're riding high today. Good to see you. What's up? It's nice to see you as well. Mikey Del Tufo, how are Good you? Good to see you, Susie. Good TJ morning. Jefferson, how are you? See, Susie, when we brand you as the Mimosa Queen, yeah. that means when you make an appearance, the people, not even us so much, the people expect us to have mimosas. The and people <laughs> expect it. We ain't the got people no can postmate it here to the you know to the studios here I mean, if they we, want to. We could postmate some champs. I mean, we could. Really There's no the reason why we couldn't. <laughs> really the we have a streak going on. I think that we should continue right, the mimosas. So DJ, let me just that. explain to you all how, how this happened. Hi, Susie, and though. now you know why I'm a little behind the eight ball. Number one, I'm a little jet lagged. I, I came in from out of town for my best friend's 50th birthday. Out of town, you mean out of the country? I said out of town. Whoa, I thought that was okay, subtle. My bad, my bad. By the way, 844-204-RICH. If you do want to talk today, and I hope you do, because anybody who watches the show and I'm in the seat knows that I like to talk to you guys. Yeah, so she loves phone Just calls. call in. I'll tell you secrets about Rich, I'm just saying. Um, and, and for all of you on Roku. By the way, I have finally, I want to tell you this. I listen to the show every day that I'm in the car on Roku, and it's so easy. And I'm a tech idiot. I mean, I can't do anything. I can barely get on my computer. I may have had Mike Hoskins help me make sure that I plugged in correctly because I thought that I wasn't using the computer correctly. There is a lot of football to talk about, too, but I want to talk to you about this first because I am so happy that I can listen to the show and then text in all of my issues with it directly to Chris (laughs) and to TJ on Roku. And and by the way, I don't do it while I'm driving, but I might do it while I'm driving because it's so easy on Roku. I just basically click on, click on, I listen to it on mobile. And I watched the show, and it's awesome. So I'm thrilled that we are here on Rogu, because i got to tell you, for someone who's not good at this, mm-hmm. this is really easy. Very. I just want to tell you that. That's how I wanted to start the show today. But Roku Channel, Channel 210, listen on Sirius XM, Sirius Channel 218, XM 202, stream for free on the Odyssey app or odyssey.com. Follow us on Twitter, slash Instagram, at Rich Eisen Show. Subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com, Rich Eisen Show, slash Rich Eisen Show. Don't follow me on Instagram because I stink at social media, (laughs) which is great. Uh, Big weekend here. Big guests ahead because, you know, I like to come in correct. I like to bring Hall of Famers with me. So Kurt Warner, I may have called Brenda Warner this morning because I couldn't (laughs) find Kurt first. And I left Brenda a message and I said, you know, don't you hate it when people call you looking for your husband? It's so annoying. (laughs) Where's your husband? 
My husband's on assignment. No, no. I mean, that's what you said. Wait, her husband? I said, yeah. but by the way, but by the way I need where's to, your husband? I, I was I like, wait, didn't I just say that he's on assignment, Chris? And uh, <laughs> and so, yeah. So I basically called Brenda looking for Kurt. It's so annoying. He, people call me all the time looking for it. I'm like, he has a phone. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. always on it. Like, There's no reason why he should ever miss your call or text. Ever. Ever, by the way. <laughs> Except for now, we do have a new rule in the house, and he's been really great about putting it down for a bit. Oh, he mentioned that the other day, and he had had that conversation specifically though. said that he didn't have his phone on him when he was doing something with Coop. Yeah, well, you know, he was probably doing Coop's fantasy on Coop's iPad, but that's neither here nor there. Coop, big game yesterday, big game, lost by a point. Uh, Oakwood versus Campbell Hall. Cooper had, and I think I may have to send this to Mike Hoskins, but for maybe an extra segment. You know, he's a left-handed pitcher, and he's playing basketball right now. He threw. Uh, uh, just a dart down the court yesterday for an assist. This is sixth grade basketball. This is serious stuff. But with that beautiful left-handed kind of loop, and it just made me excited to think that baseball season is around the corner. Pitchers and catchers not that far away, no. to be honest. Like We're about like 38 days probably from pitchers and catchers. Yeah. Kind of excited. Sherman Oaks Little League coming at you soon, guys. Let's rock. Uh, but Kurt Warner will be calling in. Marshall Falk will be calling in. Tom Pellicero will be calling in very shortly to go over uh, Byron Leftwich out. We hear about this this morning. We're going to talk a little bit about the coaching carousel with him as well. Uh, anniversary of the Tuck Rule. Congratulations on the win. Chris Brockman, it's a great anniversary. Susie, as you know, we don't call it the Tuck Rule game. We call it the win. We call it the snow game. Yep. Snow game at Foxborough, 21 years ago. Was it 21? No, what's the what's the date anniversary? That was 2001. 22 years yeah. ago. Yeah. No, no, 21. 20. 21 years ago today. The snow game. Yep. Congratulations on the win. Adam Vinatieri, we love you. Two of the greatest kicks in NFL history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have to say, and I, I know that this hurt your feelings, TJ. We said, you know, I said about, you know, he's real maher. That's what you could say. Come but on, man. I feel for Maher. I got to tell you something. Maher's he's gonna had be, a great season. He's going to be fine. Look, I once saw, and I saw it in person. I once saw Michael Jordan miss a breakaway dunk in a game. It happens. Like I'm not. I'm not worried about Maher. But not four times. Well, that's the equivalent. <laughs> I think the yips are real, right? The yips are real. They are real. They, they are real. But now, let me ask you a question. If I say Jose Viscaino today. Will you be upset with me? Because every time no. I see Tristan Viscaino, I don't you think of Jose Viscaino, the only guy to play for all four uh, New York teams? He played for all of them, those that were previous New York teams, present New York teams. Did you know that about Jose Viscaino? I, I did not know that. I am full of useless information, I, I, but I, I just thought that, that was kind of interesting. That is some weird, wacky stuff. Weird, wacky stuff. stuff. So, yeah, so we have a lot to talk about today. Aside from the fact that I didn't bring champagne and clearly TJ's mad at me, but that's all right. A little bit. Uh, We're going to talk to the Cupcake Guys, by the way, a Roku special. Because I thought, that's why I brought the donuts. Okay, that makes sense. This is later on. I like a a couple of former NFL guys who talk about cupcakes. That's my kind of show. I'm here for it. (laughs) Sounds like a great show. Is that wrong? (laughs) Right. By the way. But yeah, big weekend ahead. What do you look? What are you interested in watching? Yeah, so Chris? we're uh, we're we're gonna talk a lot about the games. We're in the, we're in preview mode now. We're Thursday. We're forty eight hours away from the Saturday games. And Mike, we talked about it too. The Sunday games are kind of like mini Super Bowls, guys. It's it, you know, like Rich said yesterday, when you looked at the schedule midway through the year, and you're like, huh, what would be great like NFC and AFC championship games? And you're like, oh, cool, 49ers, Cowboys, and. Bills, Bengals, like those games are going to be phenomenal. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Sunday's games. But then we got just that nice little appetizer on Saturday. 
Chiefs have been the best team, arguably, in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes is probably going to win MVP. Uh, and it's them against who we kind of thought would be here. Against a team that we didn't think was going to be here. This this upstart, kind of plucky Jaguars team with, with Doug Peterson in his first year, kind of resurrecting and, and doing down there what we kind of maybe thought Urban Meyer was going to do, but then realized quickly. But that, did we? Like, Did we? I, I think a lot of people had like, oh, Urban Meyer. Okay, let's see what that looks like in the NFL. And it was a gigantic, you know, poop storm. And now Trevor Lawrence is finally blossoming into this amazing kind of top prospect quarterback, number one overall pick, golden child that we thought, you know, when we first saw him at Clemson. And then who knows in the night game, right? Giants, Eagles, TJ, NFC East, divisional matchup. Anything goes in Anything that goes in this game. And this Giants team, you know, Daniel Jones, man, like Rich said, he looks like Colin Kaepernick out there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just can't wait. I, I don't know if these are the eight best teams in the NFL, but I think these matchups are so good and so compelling. I think we're going to get four awesome games. Yeah, and Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley looks pretty good, too, as well. Do you think that Trevor Lawrence looks like Spicoli, or is it just me? <laughs> because every time I see him, I think of Spicoli. I mean, it's it's easy to draw that, that comparison. Is it just because I'm old, and so I'm saying Spicoli? But, that, I mean, come on. At some point, maybe I could ask for a side-by-side comparison, <laughs> and I think it would be downright uncanny, but that's, that's just me. I'm just down that he likes Waffle House. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think you have to be careful about saying that you can't imagine a stadium being any louder than where he plays. I mean, Arrowhead is insane as we go to the Red Arrowhead Bowl. is insane, and I, you know, it's kind of funny. He's taken some some much deserved kind of kind of ribbing for that. I mean, look, I don't know. Maybe Jacksonville was loud. Never been there. If anyone was there at the game on on Saturday, call us. But yeah, Arrowhead is a different world. It's like Arrowhead and Seattle, Seattle, whatever yeah. they call their stadium now. Like. Those are the two loudest places I for sure have ever been. And I don't know if Trevor Lawrence has ever played Kansas City. I don't think so. No, I don't think, I don't so. think and so. I, and I just think, you know, it's we say this all the time, TJ. It's just bulletin board material. Why bother giving another team right. anything? Why bother giving a fan base any material? Just, just, just go out there and say, I'm excited to play the game. I'm I mean, going to take it one down at a time. That's boring, though. Yeah, but that's how you guess <laughs> what? It is boring. It is boring. boring. But I, I'm, uh, but Derek Jeter made a lot of money being boring. I mean, that's true. I, you know, I'm kind of always under the the impression that if you're a professional athlete and you've got a big game coming up, you should probably be able to get yourself up for it. And uh, I don't see how you know the, the bulletin board materials should motivate you any more than you really need it to be. But from what I understand, it does work. For some people, yeah. I guess for it just depends on the person. So, you know, I'm pretty sure. If I'm here Patrick, and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? Okay, that was kind of late on that. But, uh, <laughs> y- you know, um, I don't remember what I was saying, though. Okay. But don't you think that, okay, here's a question. This could be the poll question for today. Do we have a poll question? I always like we to always have, have one. Now we do. We do now. Who is the one player that you wouldn't want to irritate before a game? I'm going to nominate Micah Parsons. How about that? <laughs> I mean, I actually think that's interesting to think about. You know, so much of football is mental, right? Yeah. We know that. And so much of any sport is mental. I would not want to irritate Micah Parsons. He's going to be the one guy I think that I want to stay out of his lane. And I understand that, you know, we talk about bulletin board material. Maybe the media likes it more than you do watching or listening at home. But I just think you don't want to irritate a fan base or anybody who looks really angry. 
<laughs> yeah, also, Trevor Lawrence, they played at the Kansas City this year. He's been there. Oh, so he has been there. He has been there. He the, knows, he, he knows, he knows how, loud, how it loud it is. Like, what is he talking about? Is he trying just to make his own fan base feel good? Does he want them to travel? I mean, what's happening here? Maybe he's just trying to I, stir I, it up a little I didn't bit. hear his quote, but I'm assuming he said that he hasn't heard anything as loud as... No, yeah, he's like, I can't imagine it's going to be as loud there. They're like, oh, what are you going to do about the, the noise in Arrowhead? Okay, well, he's I mean, like, I can't imagine it's going to be as loud there as it has been in Jacksonville the last two weeks. Yeah, that makes... I mean, yeah, what, you're going to say that. You're going to hype up your, your crew and your fan base. It, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. If you... Again, if you're a chief right now and you're struggling for motivation and you see that and that's what it takes to get you up for this game... I don't know. I don't know if you were up for it to begin with. Look, guys, all I know is is that the Jags have won six in a row, Mm -hmm. and Trevor Lawrence is undefeated on Saturdays. Never lost a game on Saturdays. He's 37-0 on Saturdays, okay? 32-0 in high school, uh, 32-0 in college, 3-0 in high school, 2-0 in the NFL. And what what day is the game, Chris? And the game is in two days, Saturday, (laughs) Jags-Chiefs. That's all I'm saying. So statistically speaking, Trevor Lawrence is unbeatable. Jaguars should be favored in the game. On day six. (laughs) Is this when we cue Elton John Saturday, Saturday? What what is that? Saturday's all right for fighting. It is all right for fighting. It is all right for fighting and apparently all right for playing football. It's Saturday. I love it. I think this game is going to be sneaky good. I know the line is eight and a half, like Vegas, and everyone expects Kansas City to just blow them out. But it was just down 27 nothing. Yeah, and it came back and won. And by the way, I don't now, care if he, it was the Chargers. He looked, he looked awful, awful, and then great. I mean, he come on. All he has to do is not throw four picks in the first half of the game on Saturday. <laughs> but name and he's another already guy in better shape. But name another guy that had such a disastrous first half and then went on to win the way he did. Uh, uh, nobody, because uh, it was a hot mess. Like hot mess. Yeah. Hot mess. But honestly, that's what's so cool about this weekend's matchups. I mean, raise your hand in the room, and by that I mean all of us, if these are the teams that you had moving forward. You did? Oh, yeah. I got them all right. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think so. Chris, how far off were you? Uh, Very, very, very very far off this week. I mean, you know me. I'm just sad because, you know, my guy's not out there. Tommy. 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 Where's he going to go? All these people saying, oh, maybe it's going to be a reunion in Boston. I'm like, I don't think so. I'll tell you what, Slim and Nunn and, By the way, and Slim just yeah. left the room. <laughs> That's cute. I like that. I made it up. The Raiders? I don't see him. Can, I mean, can you see him? Like, he'd have, like, a, a Vegas act on Saturday night. <laughs> I'm walking up there. Hi, everybody. I'm Ladies Tom gentlemen, Brady. Ladies and gentlemen, for Tom Brady. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, he <laughs> would. Also, you want to be in the same division as, we can talk about this all day. Uh, you want to be in the same division as Herbert and Mahomes and whoever goes and coaches Denver with Russell Wilson and tries to fix him? Like, I don't know. I think the uh, NFC South <laughs> seems a lot better and more. Uh, you were just eight and nine and won the division. Like, why would you leave that place? If you're done in Tampa, fine. I mean, Byron Leftwich got fired this morning. We kind of all expected that. Um, we did, and he was up for a lot of head coaching jobs, let's face it, last was. year. So yeah. now what? I don't know. Kind I of, guess we asked Tom Pelissaro kind of now we'll what? ask Tom Pelissaro next. But yeah, I mean, Carolina, I don't know. Sean Payton goes to the Panthers. They were going to go to Miami, so why not just go to Carolina and keep winning that division? I don't know. We'll see. I heard, who was it that was saying, well, he just needs Gronk to come back, and then he can have another run in it? Yeah, I mean, is Gronk the answer to everything? So. No, well, uh, I, mean, uh, I would say probably not. 
I, I don't see that as being Gronk's the answer. Gronk's 33. He's checked out. He, he, yeah, that's a pretty old first What's time. he even doing? Gronk's trying to Call get some Gronk. USAA commercials. You know? Yeah, he wants that USAA membership. He wants that bad, <laughs> like in the worst way. Is he going to end up like, what was his name? What was the name of the guy in Against All Odds, the former NFL player who went on to become an actor, and he was like the dad in a lot of things? Look oh, it up, um, Chris. Come on. Alex Karras? That's it. Alex Karras. Remember, he was like the dad in yeah, the show. Webster, a dad in a show? No, he was the dad on Webster. Is it Webster? Yeah. Alex yeah. Karras, yep. And then he was like the George. bad guy in Against All Odds. So is Gronk going to become like the next... Maybe like Bond guy, like the villain. Is he just going to have a sitcom? It's going to be called Gronk. He must have already pitched a sitcom called Gronk, right? Gronk. If not, <laughs> do, we, if not right. do we go pitch that right now? It's a prank show called Gronked. G-R-O-K By the way, you got Gronked. You got Gronked. You got Gronked. That I mean, sounds like on. something that Shaq would do. That's like a Shaq production. By the way, you that is Gronk'd. easy money for the Gronkowski family. You're welcome. That should have already been in production. Should we go pitch it right now? Let's should we get off the air? Like, I think we just did. Hey, uh, hey. So. Mike, hey guys, take, get, we'll be Mike, right back. Let me real quick. Yeah, Mike, you take the rest of the day. We're yeah. going to go downtown and pitch. By the way, we're busy. Monster.com can help you tackle the job hunt to make your next career move in football and in life. There's the regular season, and then there's the playoffs. Monster.com knows that scoring your next job, that's a playoffs moment. To bring your A game, you need Monster.com. Looking to change positions and join a new team? Monster can help. Monster.com has millions of job openings and great coaching and career advice for a strong performance when it counts. Plus, you can upload your resume to Monster.com. You can be recruited by employers just before they post their jobs. Monster.com specializes in building the right teams for employers and knows how to match you and those job fits. When you score the position, Monster.com's salary calculator ensures you are paid what you are worth. The regular season is history. We all know the playoffs are no time for messing around. It's time to get off the sidelines, unless you're a sideline reporter. And then, like, thanks a lot for all of us people down there. Go to Monster.com and win the job on Monster.com. I love it. So what am I getting paid? Should I go to Monster.com to see what I'm getting paid for this? (laughs) Absolutely. I'm just saying, like. You're paid in donuts. And I don't even need donuts. So what else? that means I'm getting bupkis. Like, yeah, I didn't even see you have one. No, I don't eat donuts. It's not my thing. I get it. You know, I mean, I have a lot of things to say about that, but I'm not a donut. <laughs> I, I, what's your favorite donut, TJ? My favorite donut? Yeah. I'd say probably one of my all-time favorites is Dunkin' Donuts had like this powder with like, you know, like the what? How do I even say you this? You mean donkeys? Don't no, it's, it's it's a filling. It's like white, but it's not like the yellow cream. Bavarian. The custard. Bavarian cream. Bavarian it's, cream. It's the, it's the white cream, pause. And that's... Boston cream. Or, that, oh, if it's just vanilla cream? No, vanilla yeah, 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 vanilla cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I do... I, I always was a particular fan of that one. I'm down. What would you eat, Chris? Oh, coffee cake muffin. Ooh. Poor Tom Pelissero. He's going to be like, what are they talking? <laughs> Every time Susie comes on to do the show, they talk about weird things. When we come back, Tom Pelissero, the NFL Network Insider, will join us. We'll figure out uh, if he knows what Byron Leftwich likes from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> when they come back, side that, by is, side. that is exactly right. Spicoli in front of our faces. <laughs> It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, powered by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com. Or just stop by. Here we are on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. He is on assignment. TJ Jefferson, Mike Del Tufo, Chris Brockman. Good to hello. see you guys. Well, Thanks for having well, me come back the, in. Oh, so it's a treat when players meet, Susie. You know that. It's it, a treat it, when players meet. It, it really is a treat, isn't it? And you're not just saying that because I bring sugary-coated snacks. Tom <laughs> Pelissaro joins us now on the Rich Eisen Show, the NFL Network Insider. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Well, thank you very much, Susie, for filling in. I know what it's like to sit in that chair. Rich has been gracious enough to have me out there, but uh, I think you still sit atop the uh, the power rankings in that regard. That's because he doesn't have to pay me, but that's okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it, Also, there have been times where I've hit his alarm clock and suddenly showed up at the studio because I'm bored <laughs> and, uh, and missed the microphone. But how are you today? Great. Just in the uh, the thick of it here, hard to believe we're, what is it, 24 days from the Super Bowl and in the midst of the coaching searches, and I'll head to Mobile, Alabama in like 10 days for the Senior Bowl. It's, it has flown by. It honestly has. Yeah, this has been a fast season. Uh, too fast maybe for Byron Leftwich. What's happening down there in Tampa Bay? Fired Byron Leftwich and a bunch of the other assistant coaches, uh, particularly on offense earlier today. This was, I would fairly say, a poorly kept secret within the league. Uh, it had been known for weeks, if not months, that Leftwich was unlikely to return. And I think that you know you have a situation here where Todd Bowles found out in March of last year that he was going to be the head coach when Bruce Arians stepped aside. Of course, Tom Brady then uh, came back and ended up starting. That's not an ideal time of year to completely remake your offensive staff. Bowles goes back uh, quite a ways with uh, some of the coaches on that team because they also were 
uh, Bruce Arians' assistants once upon a time, but he was unsatisfied with the offense throughout the year. I think it's fair to say Tom Brady was unsatisfied with the offense throughout the year, and now they head into a fascinating offseason where Brady is a free agent. No telling exactly what the future holds for him, but all options, including going back to Tampa, are on the table. And whether he's there or not, this offense is going to look a whole lot different in 2023. Before we talk about Brady, I want to talk about Leftwich because he had so many people looking at him last year for head coaching jobs. What do you think this means for him? Like, Who might be looking at him? It's a good question. Um, this is a, a really rare cycle, too, where we have more offensive coordinator openings than I can ever remember, because with Leftwich fired, that makes seven current OC vacancies. There still are a couple more that potentially could open up as we move forward here. And then you have five active head coaching searches. There are not 13 or 14 offensive coordinators walking the planet right now. We're just going to walk in and be, you know, instantly ready to do that job. And so there's a lot of moving parts. I've been on the phone, you know, really all week here with, and coaches and agents and teams that are looking. Everyone's trying to figure out exactly what to do. You know, everybody wants to take the, the easy out and at the end of a disappointing season. Okay, you file, fire the offensive coordinator, you move on. The, the question then becomes, for a lot of people, now what? And if you didn't have a plan in place to have an, an instant upgrade, um, you, you're going to be looking at all the available options. Byron Leftwich is certainly one of those. You know, Michael Fleur got left by the, left, let go by the Jets. It certainly sounds like he'll end up ultimately with the Rams, but that's another you know, significant name out there. Scott Turner had eight different quarterbacks in three years with Washington. Is he a candidate for one of these OC jobs? There's up-and-comers, guys like Dan Pitcher, the Bengals quarterbacks coach, will be in that mix. Thomas Brown, the Rams uh, assistant head coach. I could go on and on, but the point is you got a lot of potential people, but not a lot of coaches who are going to walk in, and every fan out there, much less the people in the building, are going to go, okay, we solved it, and this offense is ready to roll. And not everybody can have Sean Payton, the Washington Post, reporting that they're, the Panthers owner wants to throw everything but the kitchen sink to get him there. But who are the leading candidates to get Payton? And, and, and is it really about them offering Payton a job or Payton accepting the job? I don't know that to be the case regarding the Panthers. Um, I believe David Tepper is someone who is going to be very skeptical of having to give up multiple high draft picks to get a coach on top of paying him top dollar and all the other things that Sean Payton is going to want. Sean's a really good coach. There's a reason that four of the five teams with vacancies uh, put in slips to interview him and currently have permission here. But when you're just you're evaluating the different potential landing spots in Arizona, which the one team that has not of those four scheduled an interview that I'm aware of with Sean Payton to this point, He's going to want to set the personnel operation, and the Cardinals move to hire a new general manager in Mazi Asenfor first. That does not seem on paper like a situation that Sean Payton is going to want to get into. Never say never. Seeing crazy things happen. Uh, in Carolina, I just I don't know that it's going to line up with working out the trade there, but TBD. Does Sean Payton want to work in a setup with Nick Casario in Houston? Um, you know, they had a conversation that is certainly still alive. But the one that seems to make the most sense, just logically, is the Broncos. They interviewed him on Tuesday. Uh, he has a, a strong GM there in George Payton who you know, he probably could work with. Um, that would be an open question about what would happen on the personnel side of things. But he would walk into a situation where everyone hyper-focuses on the Russell Wilson trade and the picks you don't have. Well, Payton's also done a really good job drafting the last two years, and he, did, he has amassed picks 
in other deals, whether it was getting two threes for Von Miller in a contract year, or was trading Bradley Chubb and getting a one, among other things, uh, back in return. They're not bereft of resources there. And in terms of the money and the draft picks it would take to get Sean Payton, the Walton Penner ownership group wants to be aggressive. They opened this entire process with three coaches on their mind, and it was Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, and Dan Quinn. Harbaugh interviewed, would have liked to continue interviewing and remain a part of that process. The Broncos, though, wanted to run their process, and so eventually Harbaugh got to a point where he said, okay, I'm just going to go back to Michigan instead of waiting around to see what happens here. Uh, Sean Payton is still very much alive, and Dan Quinn is set to interview with the Broncos tomorrow in advance of the uh, Cowboys' next playoff game coming up on Sunday. You know, there are certainly some intriguing things about Quinn. He interviewed for the job last year. They ended up going with Nathaniel Hackett instead. Uh, he also has a close relationship with George Payton. He's won. You know, he's not won a Super Bowl, but he's been to a Super Bowl. He's had a, a great deal of success there, and he set a culture on the defensive side of the ball in Dallas. Uh, that's a, a very long-winded answer to your question, but I, I don't know that to be true about the Panthers, you know, doing whatever it takes. The Broncos, if they decide Payton is their guy, then the price tag in terms of picks or money is not going to stop them. And Peyton, the question is, is like you said, how much control does he want? I always think of Bill Parcells. I always think about the whole shopping cart thing. He wants to shop for the groceries. And you'd think Peyton at this point mm-hmm. has so much attention and he's been deified. Maybe it's because it's, it's he's the best available, but you have to wonder how much control he would want over his personnel. Well, you have to also remember Sean Peyton back in 2006, you know, really flipped that entire organization. The Saints had no winning history. They were coming off of Hurricane Katrina at that time. They, you know, had to completely remodel things in terms of players. They made one, you know, incredible move, bringing in Drew Brees. But there were a lot of other things there that Sean had to fix over the course of time. So he has shown he can do it. He also has taken over that job at, I want to say, 42 or 43 years old. Now he's 59. This is not a 10-year build for Sean. He's one of the best coaches uh, in football. Um, but he's going to want to do it his way and get things in order. And it's not just a matter of you know, power or control, so to speak, but he's just not going to want to be told, no, we're going to do things this way because that's how we do them here. He's going to want to do things the way that he knows can be successful in the NFL. He has you know, the pelts on the wall to prove that his way works. Um, so it would be an interesting conversation wherever he would land because all four teams now have general managers in place that have requested him. It'll be interesting to see exactly how that works, because I have no doubt he'd want to bring in one of his own personnel people, even if the existing general manager stays in place. And when you have that dynamic, uh, you run the risk of, of potentially there being some friction as you try to build the thing. Tom Palacero here on The Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen, who is out on assignment. Before we let you go, and I want to be careful with your time, Tom Brady. I mean, everyone loves to prognosticate. I mean, I've seen him doing everything. You know, he's going to open for Siegfried and Roy in Vegas. You name it, what he's going to do. What do you think he's going to do? Siegfried and Roy sounds like a pretty good gig. Can't you see him? Well, can't you see Tom? If If Tom's with the Raiders, does he get a Vegas act, too? Being a 46-year-old quarterback in the NFL seems pretty magical, so I think you could pretty much do anything. You'd be the new David Copperfield out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. You know, you got the connections with Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. They are, in all likelihood, moving on from Derek Carr. Um, they do have, you know, they've got a stellar receiver in Devontae Adams. they got talented pieces on the defensive side of the ball. 
what they've been trying to do is, is set a new culture, and it's a culture that very much um, mirrors the one that Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler saw can work in New England. And, of course, people are always going to poke the holes in everybody who comes from New England. You can't create that culture anyplace else. Maybe not. And Josh is not going to do things exactly like Bill's doing things, but there is a precision to everything that they do. It's how Tom Brady's mind is wired. You could potentially draft a quarterback, groom him for a year or two, because this is not going to be a, a two-, three-year type commitment for Tom Brady. If he continues to go, it's very much going to be year-to-year year at this point. I would just tell you, people close to Brady for the last two months have said all his options are on the table. He is showing that he seems more open to coming back and play another year than he did certainly a year ago at this time when he retired and unretired. But even back in September, you know, he's had major changes in his life during that time. And some of those family dynamics will come into play, too, where his parents live. The fact that his children are on the East Coast, does he want to relocate to the West Coast, go back to San Francisco or go to Las Vegas or wherever it might be? You know, he's those are all things you have to take into account. He's the greatest player we've probably ever seen. Uh, he's also a human being, and that's never been more evident than it is right now. So he has some very human decisions that he needs to make, and I would anticipate that he's going to make them relatively expediently because just like last year when he came back on the eve of free agency, Tom Brady knows if he comes back, he's only coming back for one thing, which is to try to win another championship. And you can't do that if you decide in June or July to come back and the rosters are already set and you have no flexibility to build the team the way you want it. Yeah, there's no way he's not coming back. I'm sorry. I just don't think there's any chance that this guy's going to go out the way he did. I get the parents were in the stadium and were with him when he walked out, but that could have been for any myriad number of reasons. I just think there's no chance. What about Lamar Jackson? What's the latest you're hearing from there? The Ravens are going to have a press conference with John Harbaugh and Eric Acosta, I want to say, in an hour, mm-hmm. hour or two here. Uh, so I would anticipate that you're going to hear some type of messaging at minimum, not, hey, we agreed to a contract, but at least a plan uh, as they move forward here. Uh, my NFL Network colleagues, Ian Rapport, Mike Carafolo, have been reporting that they believe that it's going to be a commitment to Lamar for next season, a commitment to continuing to run that style of offense with Greg Roman. Uh, but we'll see exactly how they decide to shape that. It's, you know, the situation with Lamar is complicated because there's plenty of intellectual reasons that you can argue he should get every bit of the contract that Sean Watson got and more in terms of the value of the deal and the guarantees in the deal. But this is, as all contracts are, about leverage. Kirk Cousins had the leverage to get a fully guaranteed contract because he played out two franchise tags and was on the verge of and went into unfettered free agency. Deshaun Watson... From a football perspective, you know, not to discount the serious allegations of sexual misconduct, but from a football perspective, had a lot of leverage because he had multiple bidders and the Texans said, go ahead and negotiate contracts. The Browns got him after he had told them that they were out by saying, we'll give you an unprecedented contract that's going to tick off basically every other team in the league. For Lamar to get to that leverage point, he would probably need to play out two franchise tags here. And we'll speculate, I'm sure, about is he actually going to show up if he gets tagged. Lamar played for like $3 million last season, and he played for about 20 or so, 24, I think, this season. The franchise tag is going to be closer to 40. Is he really not going to play for that? And I don't know. You know, he doesn't have an agent. He, his mother is his advisor. There are just different dynamics, um, you know, at play with this situation. But if he wants a fully guaranteed contract, the type the Ravens have not been willing to do to this point, he might have to continue going year to year. And at that point, 
Lamar, as much as the Ravens, just have to hope it doesn't end the way the last two seasons did, which is him missing a chunk of games down the stretch and not being there when his team is eliminated because he got banged up during the season. Tom, last question. Is this the direction the NFL is going with these fully guaranteed contracts? I mean, if I'm an owner, I'm shaking my head thinking, you've got to be kidding me. Well, agents and players would love if it went that direction, but, you know, fully guaranteed contracts are never a bargaining issue. They're an individual contract precedent issue. No one was really able to build off of the Kirk Cousins contract. Nobody so far has been able to build off the Deshaun Watson contract. We've seen several of the quarterback deals get done here. Again, it comes down to leverage. Uh, Players would love it if they start getting fully guaranteed contracts, but there's a variety of reasons that owners don't want to do that, not the least of which is the funding rule, which, to give you the short version of it, if you give somebody like Deshaun Watson $230 million fully guaranteed and you pay him $46 million in the first year, well, then the other, whatever that is, $184 million, you have to put into escrow by the end of this month, and it just sits there like a rock. Rich people don't like not making money off their money. And so unless that rule were to change, there's going to be always going to be that barrier to fully guaranteed contracts. But also it comes down to everyone's going to paint from the team side, Lamar, or excuse me, Deshaun's contract as an outlier. And that is absolutely going to be tested, not just by Lamar, but as the Bengals try to get a deal done with Joe Burrow and the uh, Chargers try to get one done with Justin Herbert and the Eagles uh, with Jalen Hurts and potentially the Dolphins with Tua Tungavailoa. Every agent involved there is going to push for that type of a deal. Do they get it? Again, a lot of this comes back to leverage and whether or not teams are willing to do something that they know they're going to catch a lot of flack from other owners about, even though technically the owners are not allowed to talk to each other about what their contract offers are, because that, of course, Susie, would be collusion. Yes, it would, of course, and that would never, ever happen. Tom Pelissero, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for taking the time to join us. You got it, Susie. Thanks. I would like to have a guaranteed contract. How many years? Um, forever. Oh, li- lifetime. Lifetime, lifetime guaranteed contract. contract. Lifetime, guaranteed. lifetime guaranteed. Although this is the problem, and this is how my brain works, and this is the sad truth. When he starts to say escrow, it's like I just tune out. I, I, I'm like, oh, wait, what, what, is it, wait, what do I have to do later on today? It just gets too complicated. Yeah. That's the thing about these, these guaranteed contracts. The owners have to prove they have the money. That's it. And you have to be able to put that aside and be like, okay, this is earmarked for this guy, and I can't touch it. Can't make any interest on it. Can't do any future things. And it's like, not every owner has that cash. No, they don't. But all, and, and, and let's face it. I mean, look, they're always thinking down the road of, of making these budgets fit as many high-quality players as possible. You're yeah. tying up a lot of money. A lot, a lot of money. Tying up a lot of money. Uh, Chris, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where Tom's going. He hasn't called me to discuss it, <laughs> but I'm waiting for the happen. phone to ring so that we can... Maybe we can talk about that after the break here. Like, where do you think he'll go as opposed to where you want him to go? I think that's kind of a fun discussion. I want you to go home, Tom. Go home to New England. You do, really? Yeah. No, I don't, because that would be a hot mess, right? That would be a hot mess. <laughs> see, see what you just did? I backtracked? You, immediately. You're like, because uh, you want it, because nostalgia is a powerful drug, right, TJ? It is. And so it but sounds But if I don't want to go back to New England, great. why does he want to go back? I don't want to go back to no, New England. too cold. It's too cold. Too cold. And it's the East Coast, and watching sports in the Eastern time zone is terrible. Stinks. Like, I, I, I don't think I could do it. I, I mean, I guess we just, 
talked about what we were going to talk about in the second like in well, the segment we after this but we can, okay yeah. let's go to break let's, let's go, go to break, break. when yeah. we come back we're going to bemoan tom brady and probably do it in a boston accent <laughs> i mean it's basically what we do when i do the show let's talk o'reilly auto parts people or as you might know from their jingle o o o o'reilly auto parts They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen, who is on assignment. We were listening to Charles Woodson talk about the tuck rule, or as we like to call it, the victory game. Snow and game. Uh, the snow I did game, own Charles I was Woodson just going with. Clip, I'm just saying. You really did. And by the he way, really if you want to watch not. any old clips of the Rich Eisen Show, go to YouTube. They're everywhere. Uh, I would say this. It's the 21st anniversary of the tuck rule, or as we like to call it, another win in New England oh, in the it's snow. Another win Jeez, in the snow. Blah. Snow I mean, game. Mike, you have a barfing sound over there. Game. Happy anniversary, everybody. Yeah. Just want to say happy anniversary. Something that sounds like all you're those puking. to celebrate. The snow Thanks game. for that win. Love you. That's all. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. See you later. I mean, thanks for the win. That's all I'm going to say on the 21st anniversary of the Tuck Oh, man. Roll. Thanks. Thanks to Willie. Yeah. And Terry Adam Vinatieri. And Adam Vinatieri. Vinatieri. And the referees. Uh, How old is Adam Vinatieri now? Oh. How old is he? And he's. Still in great shape. Yoked. He's jacked. He's jacked, right? Yeah. He's he could still play. He could come something. out and, he and play. Dallas can sign right? him right now. <laughs> EJ, would Call you take Vinatieri right, right now? I mean, Vinatieri's a Hall right of Famer, now. in my opinion, so sure. So let me ask you a question. Call him right now. Yeah. If Vinatieri mm-hmm. were to suddenly show up in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh-huh. what do you think, what's that signal that you're sending as a Cowboys guy? Like, oh, would you be excited? Is this what you're no, hoping I'm not, for? I'm not, I'm not sweating that. I mean, look, it happened. I, I don't think it's indicative of Brett's talent or skill level. It's just one of those things. Like, look, Dak threw a few interceptions, you know, the last few games. You still got to have faith in them, right? Like, I went st- back and watched the last set of downs for the last game last year. Okay. Richard said, you know, go back and watch that again. He's like, you remember what happened? I said, no, I don't remember what happened yeah. yesterday. 
I, I so feel- I went back and watched TJ. Okay, and what did you take away from that? That was tough. It was tough. How do you shake that off? But obviously, they don't want a repeat of that again as we head into this weekend. Well, you also learn from your experiences, right? Like, I talked about Michael Jordan earlier, and, you know, obviously Michael Jordan is an anomaly, but it took the Pistons kicking Mike around for a few years for him to to get to that next level. I'm just, as a fan, hoping that what happened last year, that loss was so bad and so hurtful that, like, these players remember what happened. I don't ever... And another thing is we people get on Dak, but I'm, I'm really loath to knock someone who's hustling and trying to make something happen, which is exactly what Dak was doing in that situation. Look, he, he came up short. The clock ran out. I fully expect him to, to learn from that, this offense to learn from that, and this team to learn from that. And hopefully they carry that pain from last year's game into uh, – into the game this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, Chris, you also watched that play, and it just looked like, where, where else was he going to go? I mean, you got to look at the clock. You got to yeah. see what's happening. But didn't it look like, well, that would have worked on any other set of downs? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I don't know. I think the 49ers were just better last year. Right. I they don't think this they year? were better last year. I mean, like I said, it, if there were five more seconds on that clock, who knows what could have happened. Yeah, maybe. Weren't. maybe. So you got to live with it. But you're hoping that they learn from what happened last year. Of course, t- two different teams, two different seasons, but... Yeah, different situations. I don't but think, are they I don't, better this year? I think, I mean, obviously both teams are better I think this both year. teams are a little bit better. Yeah, maybe Dak isn't playing as well as he was last year, but he played as well as he's ever played on Monday against Tampa, and I think you kind of ride that, that momentum and see if your defense can kind of rattle a, a kid who's only played seven games. I think that's kind of your hope. And that's the other thing, right? I mean, look, Brock Purdy's been riding the wave right now, right? Things have been going great. It's ever been. been. At some point, though, you would assume that the the turbulence is going to have to settle and you're going to hit some turbulence, which he doesn't seem like he has. When? I mean, it's got to happen or else this kid's the greatest, like, you you know, had the greatest run in the history of football if he doesn't. We've, all, play, we've all played craps at, at blackjack, right? You ride the wave. When the wave's going and you know it's on, this person's, you know, the shooters hit three or four points in a row. Oh, man, I got to make sure I'm pressing my oh, bet yeah. and I'm cashing in. I bought a TV or two riding one of those, a couple oh, of those waves. Blackjack, you win four, five, six hands in a row. Oh, man, I better have been doubling up each time so I can really take advantage. But guess what happens? At some point, seven out. At one point, 21, blackjack. I've never played so it's like, that's... that's You've never good. played blackjack? I've never played blackjack. That's I've never true. played poker. I've never played the other game you mentioned before. What was it? Craps. Never played it. The Mm-mm. dice? You never like... Nope. Shot dice mm-hmm. at a casino? I have put exactly two quarters into a slot machine. That's never, about it. Never played Skilo behind the school? Two quarters anymore. No. Oh, okay. Three no. card money? Nope. My point is... <laughs> what is your point, Chris? Is that it, eventually the, the wave comes to an end. That's right. what I'm saying. It's a good thing we have Kurt Warner to ask about this since he <laughs> wouldn't know anything about this situation. And, and again, like I said, like I like to stack my shows with Hall of Famers. So you at do. the top of the next hour, we'll ask Kurt Warner what he thinks is going to happen with this crazy ride. Will the dice continue to roll for Brock Purdy? <laughs> right? Brock Purdy the me. Well, that's the thing. Is like, you know, again, we have to, we have to write the cheesy teases, right? Well, the, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, Lady Luck come to a halt for Brock Purdy. For Brock Purdy. <laughs> or everyone doing the, the Kirby enthusiasm. 
It's been pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty. I mean, last time I did the show, which is like, don't do it. He's like, everyone's already doing it. I said, but it's pretty, pretty. <laughs> He's like, don't pretty, pretty, pretty do it. Good. I watched nine hours straight, by the way, or of six hours Lewis? straight of Curb on the plane. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. By yeah, the I, way, I watched laughing about. like a hyena the entire time. Was it just on the in-flight yeah. entertainment? And yeah. I couldn't find it. It was like 57 channels, nothing on. There were no good movies. I was so bummed out. <laughs> but I also watched eight hours of 1883. And let me Jeez. tell you something. I've already seen it once, and it was just as good that the show second is time. intense. Ooh. We just watched the first episode. I was like, whoa. Just the first you have all those ahead of you? Of 1883, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so jealous. The thing is, it's like it's the same thing with like Yellowstone. I had to stop halfway through season three because it was like, all right. It's, this show's a little too dark. No, it's not. Like it, got, it went to a dark place, and I, I needed a break. I might <laughs> leave Rich for Sam Elliott. What a cool dude he is. <laughs> I mean, listening to him talk, I could listen to him read the menu. Yeah. You you thought it was too dark? It's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. You have to like be in that frame of mind. But it made me so appreciate what the pioneers did and how the country was and what a bunch of wussies people are now. And <laughs> mom, my internet doesn't work. It's like, oh yeah, you could be scalped by Indians. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that that, wow. that is true. That is true. Should I say that to Xander next time? He's like, Mom, my alarm clock didn't go off. I got him a teen alarm clock for teens. What does that mean? It's so awful. What is it? What does that mean? Because he sleeps through his alarm clock every day. So I got him the special to wait till you wait till Cage needs a teen. Well, we it's have got the one now. Colors. Like, yeah, the colors. It's like, hey, don't come out of your room until the circle's green. How's that going for you? Zero. He doesn't even care. Do you have a gate? Uh, no, we have the outdoor outside lock. So we can oh, lock you the, do? We can lock the door from the outside. God, you're like mommy dearest <laughs> over there. Uh, yeah, I, uh, let me tell you something. You know it doesn't work? A teen alarm clock. Kurt Warner ahead. Marshall Falk ahead. The Cupcake Guys ahead. This is the end of the first hour. When you come back, more Rich Eisen show. So, yeah, I, um, I got him this alarm clock. It's all different rainbow colors. It has lights that flash. It's like an epileptic seizure for this thing. And I put it across the room thinking like, at least this will get him well, out of bed. Off, yeah, because when the alarm goes off, you'll, so get, you'll get up out of bed and you'll have to turn off. Now you'll be awake. Right? He's not an idiot. All he does is unplug it and go back to sleep. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, what am I going to do to get this kid up? You know, as you would imagine, Cooper's up. 6.45, alarm goes up. He's stressed. Yeah. He's focused. He's going to check his fantasy. <laughs> He makes himself some breakfast. He does have to check his fantasy. He's got to check his fantasy. He's killing all of us. By the way, he's slaughtering you. You guys are idiots. Come on. Give him a give him a little run for his money. He's 11. Uh, he's 6 and 6, but Rich is murdering all of us. How'd that happen? Because apparently you don't keep your husband entertained enough at home because this man has way too much time. What are you time. trying to say, TJ? Whoa. I'm just saying, Whoa. man. This guy makes, it's a family show. This guy has made 88 <laughs> moves. The next closest moves has been 36 made by Brockman, and he's just recently been starting to make moves. That's all Rich does. Like, can you keep him engaged at home? Maybe play some play blackjack or craps or, or, or something with him? Like a puzzle? Make him watch White Lotus? <laughs> One of those thousand... Well, you know what his job puzzles? is? He's the official Lego dad of the Eisen family, oh, so yeah. he's been doing a lot of Legos lately. Okay, well, so can we get him more Legos, Legos so he could pay less attention to fantasy? I'll try to do that. Thank you. I'll try to do he's that. He's beating me nine to two right now. <laughs> You shouldn't be very proud of that, Chris. Kurt Warner ahead, Marshall Falk ahead as we wrap up this first hour of The Rich Eisen Show. Much more ahead.
See you on the other side of the break. <laughs> 